can remember the lyrics. What's Miner's Threat? They're a DC hardcore band from the 80s that are notoriously straight edge. Uh, what does DC mean again? Oh, like from Washington, Washington DC. DC? I, I yeah. thought you were referring to the comics. Oh. <laughs> you could. Hey, Knowing hey, you, you very well could. True. I am a nerd, but I'm not a comics nerd. <laughs> nerds. I, one of my friends was telling me that they noticed how much I hate nerds, that I complain about nerds a lot. Mike, I think everyone has noticed that at yeah. this point. It, it doesn't help that you have uh, very overlapping interests. Yeah, like I, most people would consider me a nerd. Right. And so you hang out in similar circles. So you just happen to be around it. So you have a lot of opportunities. <laughs> Are you saying I'm like it. a self hating nerd? Uh, no, but I. At the very least, that's what it but, seems. But like. I don't hate nerds like me. <laughs> Great. I hate the I hate the no true nerd the the true nerds. So it's the right, reverse it's of the no true Scotsman it's, situation. It's the reverse of the no true Scotsman. It's right. any not true nerd. Right. <laughs> Do I have that right? Sure. Anyways, I'm also, we're also misusing no true Scotsman. Yeah, it's my iPhone has 11.8 gigs capacity. That's not good. That's not a lot of space. Left you mean? capacity in general. Right now, I have one point two left. What? Yeah. So I'm guessing. Uh, I'm guessing you have. You a, must have a sixteen. Yeah. It, it must be a sixteen and a five gig OS. Yeah. So I'm guessing that you have a thirty-two. Yeah, but I see. This yeah, has never been a, a problem in your life. You've never said, "Oh man, I wish I had more more space in my phone." I have that problem all the time. And you know what I do? I also have a program that help like on my podcast app i do like auto delete so that space stays I have, free i have, I have like a, huh? dude it's not podcasts aren't it's just like i you they get some, rack up you get some, if you don't delete your podcast no, I, del- that, I delete my podcast you do yeah yeah so you're fine i just have something that automatically does that for yeah, me i'm not i'm not fine though <laughs> my my phone doesn't have enough space like facebook is like four gigs alone yeah, and then suddenly I'm down to like four gigs to actually store podcasts and photos, which is the only thing I actually See, want to store on my phone. This is one of the nice things about Android. I oh. like mine came 32 on board, and I also have an SD slot in case I wanted to expand. Oh, oh, oh! You're talking about your Android? I thought you were talking about an iPhone. No, yeah, yeah. it's an Android phone. You know what? It's a 32 gig. On my PlayStation 4, I got the. Uh, there, there were no options for different sized hard drives. I'm really glad there weren't options because if there were options, I would have taken the smallest one and I would have regretted it like <laughs> two weeks into buying it. See, on my PS4, I actually bought a laptop drive and Ugh. installed Dork it. Dork over here. I, yeah, it's a terabyte hybrid drive. It's yeah, great. But I mean, my, like it defaults to 300 gigs, right? Uh, 500. 500. I have yeah. had no problems. Same. It's great. But I like never needing to worry about. No, space. no, no. Like, I also have. I'm, I've bought. I full. Games. I'm saying you're smart. I'm saying you're smart. I'm dumb. Yes. If I had the opportunity to get something cheaper, I would have. And I'm really <laughs> glad I didn't. Well, the next time you upgrade your PC, hopefully solid states are going to be pretty, uh, pretty cheap comparatively. Yeah. See, we don't sound like nerds right now. This. Huh? <laughs> some people would say this is a nerdy conversation, right? It's definitely a nerdy topic. Yeah, but 
I, I don't think I'm that. I'm not that nerdy. I'm not a real nerd. We did just talk about hard drive spaces. Yeah, but I like ha- not having to worry about them. I feel like a nerd is someone who worries about, like, where that's a big thing that they worry about all the time. If we really wanted to get into nerd, no, I'm saying I am worried about, about how many. It. Uh, huh? I am saying I am worried about it. I just want the problem gone. Right. Well, I was going to say, in our defense, we would be talking about, like, backup drives on your tower PC. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which I technically have, too. Yeah, I'm sure I'm one. sure there's some nerds but. thinking to themselves, if this, someone was listening to this who was a nerd, that uh, we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably. In regard to hard drives. Anyways. I mean, Man, I just hate nerds so much. Just want to beat them up. <laughs> Man, does this make me a bully or a jock? Uh, aren't they the same thing? No, th- no. A jock is so much better than a bully. A bu- like jocks yeah. get get girls. <laughs> jocks are jocks well, are cool. See. Bullies aren't cool, but jocks are cool. You, we can admit that. That's didn't you wrestle in high school? I wrestled for like a half season. Wrestling seems like a bully sport. I, I did like half a season. I, I never know, competed. I only you, went to practices. <laughs> did you play football though? No. I ran cross country. Oh. I don't know. That's a tough one. I feel like you I feel like that's like grounds for being an emotional bully, not really a physical bully. Who am I emotionally bullying? Oh, nerds. <laughs> I just talk about them in the vague sense. You're shoving them into lockers with your words. <laughs> oh, man. If only I had the chance to do that in real life. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a bully. Fusradah them into a locker. Yeah, I'm a bully. That's it. That's a five-year-old reference now. Yeah. Speaking of references, let's talk about SNL. Yeah. Did, so you watched a skit from like <laughs> three, three ago. months ago. <laughs> yeah. Thinking it was a new, thinking it was a new clip. Uh, there is that does uh speak to some effort that you made yeah which i I suppose is something because what did i watch i watched the beyonce thing and i didn't like that that wasn't good that's fine i feel like i've seen snl and key and peel both do the same sketch which is oh it's the apocalypse because a black per- because white people be- are. yeah white people are freaking out and black people are doing fine like totally normal like I've seen that right. I've seen that joke a lot yeah uh, yeah it, it's also they did a similar thing kind of the inverse of it with like the Bajency yeah a while back I've, and I and I don't know why they're making fun of like like a th- is it supposed to be like a thriller or like an apocalypse I I it just wasn't funny I like. I have no problem. I, I think, like, it's it's true that white people do, are being crazy about the Beyonce thing, and they should say something about it and make fun of them. But the, it wasn't funny. Which is what they did. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't funny. Yeah. I, I will say I don't think SNL does the best when they try to be really on the nose with commentary. I I like it when they try. But, I mean, no, they all all of last election season, they were they were doing on-the-nose commentary. Yeah, I like they're doing like political satire, you mean right? Commentary that isn't like directly about like the people in politics. 
Do you mean like a more general thing? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. It seemed like they were going to do a commentary thing two weeks ago with the uh, uh, the FBI sketch with uh, knowing who to shoot. Yeah, no, seriously, I, I 100% thought that that's what was And then happen. it turned out not to be that at all. It turned out to be the best sketch in SNL history. <laughs> right, according to the internet. And you. Yeah. But it, it, I was really happy at the internet when at first everyone was posting about um, uh, the Bernie Sand. Burn your enthusiasm. Burn your enthusiasm. And then, like, four days later, a bunch of posts about what's his name? I think Kevin Richards or Kevin Richardson. <laughs> I think it's Kevin Richardson. About yeah. Kevin Richardson and getting him a donut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's pretty great. How, how cool is that? I like it. it. It's nice. It makes me that. like be like, oh, there's cool. Uh, there's cool people that enjoy SNL. It's not the people who like Gungan style. Right. There are some chill dudes out there. Yeah, there are like people who are like internalizing it and be like, yes, this is good. Right. Um, which is great. It's not just the mouth breathers. It's. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to turn everything into me bullying people now? Bullying nerds? Yeah. I mean, you're really just staying the course on that, but, you know. That's one of my big platforms this year. In the election cycle. It's it's just screw everyone? No, no. It's it's bullying nerds. Oh, you're you're running on the pro-bullying platform. Yeah, I I want to get that uh, uh, Trump vice president nomination. Oh, And I I feel like if I went out on a, like, you're really a platform candidate in the primary here. Yeah. Do you think do you think Trump would get someone as vice president who was only on the platform of us jock should bully nerds? <laughs> if you swap nerds with Muslims, I think you'd be fine. It honestly wouldn't surprise me if he had a vice president who's a, like a one issue person. You know what I mean? I I'm going to guess right now that it's going to be Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Hey, no, why go Hulk Hogan? Why not go uh, your... Uh, oh, yeah, brother. Your lord and savior, Jesse Ventura. Oh, true. He was governor yeah. of your state when you were alive. Yeah. How crazy he is gave that? Us the, uh, he gave us the light rail. How crazy is that? And he, like, he was a kind of good governor, I hear. Well, <laughs> he was... A, uh, he did not crash and burn the state. Yeah, yeah. He was divisive, but he... Yeah, I guess he's he's okay. Five thirty eight does a good uh, video documentary on his election. It's pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah. I I the- I love five thirty eight so much. That would be kind of interesting, considering that he was actually an independent. Yeah, yeah. He's he yeah. split the vote, and and then the uh, uh, one of the uh, candidates ended up uh, quitting. Like, one of the main party candidates quit to give him the vote. Oh. I know. Interesting. Isn't that cool? Huh. Or maybe yeah. they gave the other guy the vote. I don't know. I It's been a while. <laughs> it's either good for Jesse Ventura or tried to be Whatever. It made Jesse it a Ventura. more interesting story. Right. Yeah. He also has a pretty ridiculous episode of The X-Files. Yeah. And it's kind of a fun watch. Ooh. Interesting. Also came out while we were alive. Yeah. Wait, he was on an episode of X-Files? Yeah, it was like season three. 
It's pretty ridiculous, was that, but also a fun so time. So that must have been before he was governor. Yes. Oh, it was. It's. Oh, I always forget he was an actor. He was in like Predator. Yeah. Huh. You know who also was the act, an actor? America's Ronald greatest Reagan. president, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyways, um. Uh. Wait. Hold on. Ugh. Should we talk about who we want for uh the Supreme Court nomination once? Uh, Trump gets elected because we have to hold it off. Uh, we probably should. Until then. You know what? I'm sorry right now. My boss just sent me a Slack message that I have to answer. Oh, boy. I know. Startup life, right? Is that like jib jab or something? <laughs> jib jab? <laughs> yeah. yeah. My boss sent me a jib jab. He wants me to, he wants me to like it. Sure. You know, classic dad talk. He just messaged me to tell me that he sent me an email. All right. The trip down the rabbit hole continues. Yep. Great. You're going to read it on the air, right? Um, I'm guessing I won't be able to. Let's read it. If there's not a if there's not a confidential sticker on it, it should be fine. Check. Um, what has an exclamation mark next to it? <laughs> uh, okay, cool. I'm good. Sorry. Hey man, start Was it a jib startup? Startup. It was a jib jab. It was both of our heads. He wanted me to like it on yeah. Facebook for him. Great. Uh, I I gave him a cute comment. Mm-hmm. Did you use a sticker? A little pusheen? Um. Yes, I did. Oh wait. Oh, no. Follow up. Great. <laughs> yep. Wait. Hold on. Just giving him the emoticon. Dancing lady emoji. <laughs> Yep, and then uh, he just uh, sent me uh, another jib-jab of me and you high-fiving. Oh, that's a little creepy, but great. I like it. Yeah, it was cute. Do you remember when jib-jabs were a thing? Uh, For like five weeks? Yeah, that was like in the early 2000s, right? Yeah. I I bet there's... No, there was like mid-2000s. I remember them in like... High school. I bet there are multiple say. people in our extended families, mine and yours, who have received a jib jab within the last like month. I can virtually guarantee that. Really? Like your aunts? Like extended beyond that, but I, I'm pretty positive. If not within a month, definitely a couple months. I feel like I saw my grandma mention jib jab recently. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so I'm saying maybe people are still on it. They're doing alive and well. They probably have a nice nostalgia campaign going on. Mm-hmm. Like, you remember Jib Jab from 10 years ago. Yeah. It's coming back. Okay. Um, anyways, SNL. Can we talk about SNL? Sorry. Sure. You want to talk about the skit that you watched from three months ago? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it was the fake cocaine commercial. What right. was it called? Mitchell's Fake Cocaine? Yeah, the name doesn't matter. Yeah, it was just like a very, like, it It was a spot-on parody, first of all, of, like, those general uh, uh, drug advertisements. I thought that was good. I like that a lot. Um, Which? What? <laughs> the Fake Cocaine one? It was just like... Yeah, what drug ad- What drug advertisements are you talking like about? Just, like, general, that? like, Clearasil and stuff like that, or... Oh, okay. Or like that yeah. one on the Super Bowl for people that are on opioids that get constipated. 
Uh, one of the, I think, three uh, bowel ads. Yeah. Hey, what did you think of the Super Bowl, by the way? Uh, it was not a great game. See, but like, but do you, I know it wasn't a great game, but you watch, you know enough fo- about football to know it was a bad game, right? Yeah. I mean, you could, I feel like you can watch a game of even a sport that you're not at all invested in and you, you, you get it. Okay. You can cool. feel when it's all right. Yeah. It's always the same thing of like, if the, you need to have points on the board, so it can't be like a zero-zero hockey yeah. thing. Did you? You need to have points, and they need to be neck and neck throughout. Did you watch uh, the Super Bowl the year before? Mm, I don't think so. Interesting, because that was a really good game. I wonder if, if it was a good game, you would have enjoyed the process of watching the game. I I'll I've said it before. I'll say it again. If if I was to pick a sport to watch, like if I had to watch a sport, football would be the sport. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's definitely not you're from the mi- fastest. You're from Minnesota, though. Yeah. Oh, hockey sucks to watch. Yeah, but you need to say hockey. No, I don't. Ho- hockey's it's my awful. favorite sport to watch. Really? Yeah, I know. Like, I will watch my roommates play the NHL games on PlayStation. That's... Okay. I won't enjoy it a lot, but I'll watch it. Sure. If I'm in the kitchen eating dinner, I'll watch it. I feel like, not that it's actually big here, but if I had to pick between hockey and like soccer, I'd pick soccer. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I I mean, I disagree, but. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, it was the commercial for the uh, fake cocaine because you actually have to take a shit. You don't want right. You don't want people to think you're in there taking a shit, and then, <laughs> and then when, that starts unraveling. And then, as someone notices what the that the room smells like shit, and then confronts you about it, you have a can of. Does it actually make the poo smell, or yeah, it does. It a, so that. You can mask the fact that you're doing cocaine. Yeah. So a, a <laughs> it effectively cancels out a poop smell. It's literally it, it's a prop can. <laughs> yeah. But do you think the can actually does anything in real life if you bought the product? Right. My assumption is that it does not. It's literally a prop. Okay. Can. So it's a prop can of. I like that version of the of this story more. Um, sure. But a prop can of f- fake poop smell. So <laughs> So when someone says it smells like shit in there, though, you you can say, well, I didn't want people to know that I was doing cocaine. Right. Exactly. It's such an insane sketch. <laughs> I love it so much. In that it's it it starts from a premise of him using the bathroom. He works his way out of that problem, and then he works his way right back into the exact into, same problem. Into, but just even the first leap is so crazy. <laughs> that you're pretending to do cocaine so people don't think that you took a shit. And then you have to and then you deal with another problem that it causes. But yeah. you still want people to think that you do cocaine because that's better than you took a, than you taking a shit. <laughs> right. Like if I had the idea for this sketch, the second part wouldn't have even come to me. Sure. You you give the sketch to an amateur, that's what that's what they give. But yeah, 
whatever genius wrote this sketch <laughs> threw in this. What geniuses? It's always a it's always a the collaborative thing did in that this. show. If yeah. someone gave you that first premise for and you had two years to write a funnier <laughs> place it can go to, you wouldn't have thought of that. <laughs> or if if you just had the sketch and said, "Hey, polish this sketch up." You would have never thought sure. to add this extra element. No. And by you, I mean me. <laughs> but it could be a collective you. I'm fine with that. Yeah, we couldn't do we we couldn't do that. Sure. Man, it's good. It's good stuff. <laughs> Speaking of just like appreciating good comedy. Yeah. I was uh I was watching the uh Netflix trailer for the movie Love. Or, it's a I'm show. Sorry, the Netflix show Love yesterday. Yeah. Which I'm kind of excited about. I love Paul Russell. Sure. And he co-created it. I feel like that. Yeah. That's got me. And uh, Gillian Jacobs. Yeah. But I've never I've never seen anything that Paul Russ has created, though. True. He is also co-writing the uh, P.B. Herman movie. Yeah. Well, but I, I feel like that's that's different. I feel like you could give a lot of different writers the P.B. Herman script and it would come out more or less the same. Yeah, because you have a source material that you pretty much have to stay true to. I feel like Paul Rubens is going to have a pretty... I feel like he has like the big bulk of the script writing. Sure. Anyways, um, I was watching that with my girlfriend, and I, uh, I saw that Claudio Doherty is in it. Yeah. And then I started yep. talking about Claudio Doherty for probably too long. Oh, bad move. <laughs> yeah, on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Oh, oh boy. Hey, you know what, man? Sure, I have a little crush on Claudia. That's sure. Let's, th- that we're, I don't think it's that big. I think I think most of me talking about her is my appreciation for her as a comedian. Do you think that I think that she's funnier than she is because I is because I have a crush on her? <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. See, okay. Sure. So what are you accusing me of? <laughs> Nothing specifically. Well, get out and say it. Come on. Tell me your thoughts on me and Claudio Doherty. I'm just saying you should man up and find her contact information and say, Claudia, we're meant to be together. Let's do this. She's she's like significantly older than me. <laughs> How much? And she's like a... <laughs> That that would be like if, like I don't know, I was really into like Janet Jackson, and you're like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> I think you're overestimating her age. I I would guess that she's in her 30s. I think she's like 32, 33. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not gonna. I have a girlfriend, first of all. <laughs> well, it didn't stop you talking about her. Talking about how talented she is as a comedian. Mm, as an improviser, mm, sure. as an artist. Was that some walking back after <laughs> confessing your love? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> now, maybe if I could, I don't know. I had some, I, I, there's a lot of talk of polyamory uh, over the weekend between my friends. Oh, oh it's like a Sam is staying with me. <laughs> Someone was staying with me who practices the per- perverted, who lives the perverted no life. No one knows who we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I kept out last names. <laughs> yeah, and uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Claudia. Cla- maybe I can get Claudia and Lindsay in on this. Whoa! Probably not. I mean, 
first step, you just got to find our contact information. That should be I've, pretty easy. I feel like me looking up our contact information <laughs> implies that, <laughs> that I'm in love with her. And I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. So I, I'm... Why would I wouldn't even tell you if it was possible to get her contact information because I haven't looked it up. <laughs> fine, fine. You can accuse you can accuse me of a lot. You can't accuse me of looking it up because I haven't looked it up. <laughs> well, yeah, clearly not. Otherwise, you'd be halfway over to New York by now. No, I just I just be an Australian <laughs> until she came back. <laughs> Staying at her mom's house. Ugh. All right. Well, if I, uh, how about this? If I, if I marry Claudio Doherty, you have to marry, uh, what's her face? Uh, Courtney. I'm so curious as to who you Courtney Barnett. I, I don't have a thing for her. I think you do. I mean, she's all right. She's also gay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so you didn't know that, though. That would that, not though. be fun for you her. You didn't know that until I recently told you. Uh, it, uh, you didn't know that. I mean, I didn't know it. It was also a few years ago. <laughs> no, I told you that months ago. Mm. Maybe you were at the most. <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> I think I'm just projecting my crush on Courtney Barnett onto you. No, I think you are. <laughs> but when I, but when I, <laughs> when I told you that she was gay, you were very surprised, and it led to a conversation. It wasn't like oh, and end of conversation. You, t- yeah. you further talked about it. You had thoughts. Sure. You had thoughts on the matter. Yeah, that sounds. I mean, I disagree with the lifestyle, <laughs> but I had thoughts on the matter because I was bummed she couldn't date me. I imagine. Sure. I imagine you had the same. Sure. I mean, couldn't or wouldn't. It's it's whatever. I, well, I mean, I feel like this is the thing that means that there's no way Courtney Barnett's going to end up with me. <laughs> this conversation. <laughs> no, her being gay. Oh, oh. This, I mean, this actually, this conversation might be more of a factor, sure, than like, than her being gay. You're also getting into real dangerous territory. I am. <laughs> her being gay is the reason why she would not date. You. <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, it's true that like I mean, I I I wouldn't <laughs> date any guys because I'm straight. I mean, it's it's the global reason, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like how I'm not dating any dead people. <laughs> like, there's true there's big global not that reasons. we know of. I'm not in the pool of people that she would date. Fair. I, I yeah. I like. I was. I could see the pool before. Now the pool is like I'm banned from the pool. You're just you're tiptoeing ever closer to the. Uh, this lady won't date me because she's obviously a lesbian. Oh wait, uh, about Claudia Doherty? What? No, 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 no. That's that's just what I thought of oh. when you're. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I think Should we talk I, about Twin Peaks? Yeah, sure. This is Twin Peaks. We didn't talk about SNL at all yet, but fine. Well, uh, who? What, who, what did you want to talk who, about? SNL? Who hosted? Melissa McCarthy. Oh, um, oh, I watched her monologue. Yeah. It was all right. It was kind of cute. Melissa McCarthy-ish. Did I... Was there anything else? Yeah. Uh, I think I saw... Oh, I saw the Weekend Update thing with uh, Vanessa Bayer. Yeah, she does a really good Rachel. Yeah, I don't know why she hasn't been doing that before. It 
I actually saw her do that on like Kimmel, I think, like a few months ago. So she must have just been working on it. <laughs> she's been working on it. This is like, <laughs> she's like, oh man, that's awesome. She probably was working on it. She, no, yeah, people people do that. They do, <laughs> they work on their impressions. Yeah, but I, I feel like on SNL, if you can kind of do an impression, they'll let you. You don't have to be great at it to get on the show doing it. For example, yeah. for example, my favorite impressions, such as uh, Andy Samberg's Nicolas Cage. Oh, you know what it is? It's the reunion that they mentioned of the Friends cast. So they probably heard that and was like, boom. Vanessa, you've got a Rachel. You're doing it. Oh, they did a friend sketch in on the reunion. No, no, no. There, um, there's going to be something oh. where the friends cast are doing a reunion. Oh, the thing with the guy, the guy, the in memorial of the guy. Oh wait, it's the same thing as the Fraser night. Yeah, no shit. Oh, it's the same event. Great. Ugh, fucking dork. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Baby, you see the music. Is that you're doing the theme from? Yeah, that was a one for one. How would you? Was Twin Peaks and Frasier ever on at the same time? Uh, ooh, were they? I I think Frasier started in '91, so Twin Peaks was probably off the air. Yeah. Man, how would you have felt if they had done uh uh a reu- like a uh, crossover episode? Ooh. Oh, nope, never mind. First episode was ninety three. Oh, close. Well yep. can we call it a spiritual successor? I think so. It's definitely the same universe. Definitely the same universe. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's weird that I don't really get into anything of Twin Peaks, but you can definitely tell. Do you know what could totally be done? I'm surprised. Not, do you think anyone's done, edited like an old '90s sitcom to look like Twin, to have the style of Twin Peaks? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Well, anyways, congrats to James <laughs> Rose. He's still alive. Why is there just like a night about this guy that I've never heard of? I don't know. Should I know who he is? He's uh, he's a TV director. Yeah, he's directed a lot. I feel like directors aren't usually. I, I don't know. Even like f- big film directors, I don't know of any big events where they celebrate just one guy or just one lady. Yeah, we are also living kind of. I, I think live events are. If NBC has proven anything, oh, with like the like your grease live, lives, grease lives and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I think we're in the time for that. So. Yeah. I would be pretty surprised if it like. Tarantino didn't have something for him when he passes. Yeah. Yeah, but this guy's still alive. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. Oh, it's because he directed a uh, thousand episodes of TV, mostly for NBC. Oh, that would do it. Yeah, yeah but I don't know. Anyways, it just seems hey, like man, that they're selling like a. It, it just seems like NBC is having an employee celebration brunch and everyone's sure. invited. <laughs> and they're just filming it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, let's talk about Twin Peaks. Yeah. Uh, this is Twin Peeps, the show where we talk about Twin Peaks. Yeah, welcome. Hey, I'm your host, Michael. And this is Kyle. Uh, yeah, we're talking about Miss Twin Peaks. This is the penultimate episode, Kyle. Finally, the penultimate. <laughs> At last. We've been waiting for the penultimate episode because yes. we've declared a few episodes to be the p- penultimate episode. 
Uh, last episode, I believe. Yeah. We're, Erroneously. we're there. But uh, this is not the penultimate episode of the podcast. That'll be next week because we still have to watch the movie. I think, well, there's going to be further episodes later on after that. Yeah, 2017. Yeah. Oh, sorry. My boss just wrote another thing. Is that another jib jab? <laughs> oh, man. It's jabbing. What was it? Um, so that was a, a, you know, it was a topical uh, um, jib jab. You know, you like your mm. jib jabs to be topical. Um, sure. It was about yeah. the uh, the uh, Oscars the so Grammys. white. Oh, that's a little old. Yeah, but the Oscars are coming up. I feel like they. I feel like jib jab tried to preempt when Oscar fever would start again. Mm. But I feel like they timed it too early. We're too late. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was it was pretty good. It was a it was a cute jib jab about Oscar so white. Anyways. A cute and poignant jib jab. Yeah. yeah. How would you feel if if the Oscars started doing like very like satirical, like really t- like if the, if people were like, Oh man, do you see that new jib jab? <laughs> it really uh <laughs> is jib jab just do you just put people's faces on on cartoons? Yeah. And they like, they'll sometimes like remove your mouth basically so that you can like flap your bottom half of your jaw. Yeah, but I feel like it, it'll do something. It, it's it's a little like topical, right? Like they'll do something about. Let's go to jibjab.com. I mean, you can you can pick what jib jab you want. That's the that's the beauty of jib jab. Yeah. Oh, so Valentine's Day jib jabs are the yeah they're themed. Now. But oh man, I, I I hope there's a topical. Oh, see Justin Bieber's sorry. That's a mm-hmm. that's a jib jab. Sure. Oh wow. I hope. Oh, so you put your faces. You can, can put your face, and then you're in the music video. Yeah. Oh man, there's a few. Uh, Is there one for uh, Black Lives Matter? Uh, sexy, and I know it. <laughs> Gangnam Style. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. Uh, thanks for letting me go down the jib jab hole. Um, Twin Peaks. Let's talk about yes. it. Yeah. Um, Season two, episode twenty-one. Miss Twin Peaks. Yeah, I feel like right now so much stuff is happening that I'm. I no one's gotten to like sit back and enjoy stuff. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. So I feel like this isn't Twin Peaks in its like wheelhouse. This is Twin Peaks kind of in wrap-up mode. Yeah, this is... It reminds me of the funeral in season one. Uh, the Laura's funeral or... Laura's funeral. Uh, wait, sorry? Laura's funeral. I just feel like a lot of stuff was happening that isn't in usual locations. And just a bunch of plot was happening real fast. Uh, which I, yeah. I like, but it's not... Uh, it's not exactly what I need all the time, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get you. Uh, I mean, it, unfortunately, next episode is going to be pretty much exclusively wrap-up. Yeah. Um, but there is going to be a lot of Twin Peaks-ish stuff. That's what I want. I wanted to, like, take their time and have a pie and talk and... You, know, you might not get that. discover some clues. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I'm saying I'm not. I, I'm I'm not surprised. I know this is the way a show has to end up, 
Um, but it's a right. it's a bummer when stuff like this is happening. It reminds me of Breaking Bad. Like the best Breaking Bad was when they were just like chilling out and having fun. You know, like mid season five, like right towards the end. But suddenly towards the end, they had to mm-hmm. get super drama and a bunch of plot stuff. Those aren't my favorite episodes. You know. Yeah. I like the no for sure. I like you know them getting to like do the things that they've done a bunch and they're real good at. There's even in the episodes where the plot is not great or uh, you know or, or the writing is not always on par. I think you can always go back to the show for its tone and its sense of place. Absolutely, and yeah, and that's like one of my it's I I think it's why I watch the show. Yeah, it, it's a big reason why I can rewatch it and I enjoy rewatching it. Yeah, even though I know all of the twists and turns mm-hmm. and all that, and yeah, there's a certain amount of stuff that you're just never really going to be able to understand. Especially you'll see next episode. Yeah, um, but I feel like the tone in this episode in a lot of scenes did not. It, it was not very Twin Peaksy. There was like the stuff of. Uh, um, Lucy deciding on the father. Yeah, I, that's I don't want that, and I, I just don't include it. You know, it's it's an unresolved thread, though. I know, you know, I know it's an unresolved thread, but it it wasn't set. It wasn't satisfying to watch at all. Yeah, well, I well that whole that whole arc is not interesting. Yeah, I just feel like yeah. they could have dropped it entirely. They or. Well, that, but even if they had kept it, they definitely could have ended it much earlier. You know, back when it felt like we already knew the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a, it was a bad, um, uh, can I just jump into my, uh, bad, but not David Lynch. It was honestly that scene, um, or bad and David Lynch. Mm-hmm. I didn't, this wasn't bad in the way Twin Peaks is normally bad where it's, because it's doing, it's trying something too goofy and it fails. I just think yeah. it, they just didn't do a good job with how they did the scene. Sure, she was just like, yeah. she, she was just like, Andy, I'm choosing you, and then he, they both had to go. Yeah, well, because Lucy was a part of the pageant, Andy had to go find Coop. Yeah, but why can't it be something where she goes up to Andy and says, "Andy, I chose you. I want to be with you now," and they kiss, and. Then Andy slips on a banana peel or something. <laughs> Could you imagine that instead of that scene? Not a yeah, banana peel, hope, but hopefully minus the banana peel. Yeah, but on like a I don't know a fish or something like that. Sure, I could see. I could. Layer? I would. I would have liked that scene a lot more. Is that too nitpicky of a bad and not David Lynch? I, no, I get. I I've done. I feel like I've done similar ones before. Yeah. Um, before we get super into it, though, oh, sure, I, yeah, let's summarize this mother jammer. Please. All right. Uh, Leo frees Garland. Shelly and Annie compete. Ben gets philosophical. Coop connects Bob to the Black Lodge. Wyndham Earl waxes poetic on fear and goes all James Bond on Leo. 
The Miss Twin Peaks contestants rehearse. The judges convene. Uh, Lana seduces Dick. Coop gabs with Diane, then goes to Bone Zone with Annie. Uh, Jacoby plays couples counselor. Nadine breaks Mike's hand. Garland returns to hopped up on Haloperidol to be of use. The Martells open Eckhart's final box. Donna demands answers before the pageant. Coop discovers the Jupiter-Saturn conjunct... Er, connection and figures out the queen metaphor miss twin peaks begins bobby sees double lucy and lana dance uh audrey speaks donna confronts ben annie speaks lucy makes her decision andy's on a mission annie wins the pageant and is swiftly kidnapped and andy discovers the map classic yes i'm glad that was a longer summary than usual i feel like it was a little longer than usual yeah, because I had to it, get up and uh, turn on my thermostat. Ooh, so toasty. thank you. Yeah. So now that you're back and warm, what was your weirdest scene? Yeah. Can you give me the summary again? Uh, all right, <laughs> Leo. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> uh, you know, someone. Uh, never mind. That's a boring story. Uh, wow. Weirdest character. I'm gonna get onto it. We we should talk about the show. Mm. Uh, weirdest character. Is it not Wyndham Merle? <laughs> That's what we should be asking. <laughs> uh, we can ask it for these last two episodes. I think I, I think I got to give it to Wyndham Merle. Same. Uh, dressing it's, up like the log lady. It's both genius and also crazy. It's so crazy. Why would he, he dress up like, why not dress up as a character like he'd been doing before? Now he's trying to dress up like a person that he d- looks nothing like. And not only that, it's a person who is at the event. So when Bobby sees her, he looks back, or sees Wyndham, he looks back and sees the actual log lady and looks back, and then he gets conked out. Yeah, what if he was dressed as the professor, his professor character? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like Wyndham had such, like, elaborate costumes. Maybe he's a super methody actor and he is just workshopping characters while doing yeah. everything else he's doing <laughs> because I feel like there was no need for him to be a biker and a, and a professor guy and a, a guy who went to a, a, a doctor and log lady. He could just have the one disguise he uses, you know? Right. Yeah, no, totally. But speaking of being really elaborate, but I love it. Since you already did your batter, David Lynch, I'm going to throw mine in really quick. Uh, his elaborate plan to kill Leo is also ridiculous. Yeah. Did they ever establish that Leo was afraid of spiders or something? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it it also it really it would make it it would have made it a lot better, but nope. Yeah. It. I feel like I could escape from that really, really easily. Right? Because isn't his leg, his hands are behind his back, right? He, he must be tied down somehow. Like, I at least I would hope. To give the show the benefit of the doubt, he must be tied down somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, anyways, yeah, that was... Uh, uh, yeah, bad. Yeah, not not the best. Uh, but what was your weirdest scene? 
Hmm. I think I'm going to give it to. Um, hmm. I could give it to the Wyndham Earl scene. I could do that. Um, the uh, which one? The one with uh, his monologue to Leo. No, shoot, okay. man. Oh, I totally had it on the tip of my tongue. Can you tell me yours first? The time? What, oh, the the weirdest scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I gave it to the kidnapping scene when he just has like strobe lights going on the entire time, and it's very difficult to tell what exactly is going on. Yeah. I didn't. Um, yeah, I don't know why he just didn't totally black it out. It seemed kind of unnecessary. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's not tonally weird in the same way that Twin Peaks is usually tonally weird. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that might better go to like uh, Lana's dancing scene or something. I don't know. But yeah, I I just went with that. Yeah. Um, how about for my weirdest scene we could do it's not weird in a good way uh but the scene with uh big ed norma nadine sure mike oh yeah and uh what's his face jacoby dr jacoby so there's things in this scene that i love we have dr jacoby yep always a good thing we have a slideshow for no reason Right, it's Nadine uh, going over her wrestling wins. I liked, I liked the her doing the slideshow. I liked that. Yeah. Um, and then they had this weird I'm gonna, divorce I'm gonna, conversation. Yeah, because it's a continuation. They're not officially divorced, right? Yeah. And so you can tell this is the second time now, but it's, it's more obvious this time that divorce is kind of a triggering word mm-hmm. for Nadine. Yeah. And triggering to the point that she breaks Mike's arm. Yeah. She basically crushes a bone in his hand. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was wondering if they want, if it's going to be that he like sprained his arm or something, but in, from what it looked like, she broke his arm. With a crack, but yeah, by the sound design, that's what that's what's important. Yeah, um, are we gonna see Mike again? Don't uh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Yeah, I don't remember of the next episode. Okay, so you seen the movie? No, don't tell. No, I the only person I know who's not in it is the recast, uh, Lara Flynn Boyle as Donna. Yeah. So the um, but Donna's in it, just not as her. Yeah, I could imagine if we never see Mike again, that would not surprise me. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's not vital. But then again, maybe that's maybe that does not matter at all. Oh, I mean, it definitely doesn't matter. There are a lot of useless characters and storylines going on at any time. Yep. Um, uh, but yeah, that seems super weird. Uh, some in some good ways, like the slideshow uh, and just the situation. But mm. I didn't like Norm uh, Nadine breaking the hand. I don't like. I I wasn't a big fan of her. I just I, I don't know if I, I don't think I just like the character, so it's tough for me to. Uh, like, is it the pettiness of it that know. you don't like? I don't know. I just don't like the be- premise. Yeah, <laughs> the premise makes it weird. I don't know. <laughs> sure. I don't know. Um. Yeah, and you said yours was the uh, uh, late show going on. Yeah. 
Uh, I guess we got to move on to uh, worst police work then. Yeah. I, yeah. I'd be curious to see what yours is. Mine is a little unconventional this time. Um, can I guess what yours is going to be? Sure. You're probably not going to get it. Is it the fact that no one was listening to Andy? Oh, you got it. <laughs> did I? Yeah, you actually did. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, because it's so in any other, in any realistic <laughs> circumstance, that's definitely what you're supposed to do is just not listen to Andy. But in this show, anytime Andy repeats Coop's name, he always has something insightful to say. Even if he doesn't realize it's insightful, it's something that's worth your time. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Coop is like, not now, Andy. Yeah, like, but maybe should learn. in the universe of the show, Andy asks a lot of stupid questions and wastes a bunch of Coop's time. That's just off screen. Right. Right. Because we see him. No, and I get that. We see him do stuff that wastes people's time. He's testing out a rope. He's. Sure. He's, you know, in doing high. He's always up to hijinks. No, yeah. No, I get that is what they're setting up also, 100%. Also, are you friends with Harry Goaz on Facebook? Or, or do you follow him on Facebook? No. Oh, man. Do you? It, yeah, it does not make me like... And it shows, like, he does, like, boring dad stuff on Facebook. Like, he likes articles and posts. He comments on people's, like, on his friend's stuff. Yeah, uh, he's he's like just an, living a normal life. He's super conservative. Wait, no. Yeah. I, is it conservative or... Super liberal. I don't know. Whatever it is, I really don't like what he... <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure he's conservative from what I've seen. Is it? I'm going to double check. Yeah. Uh, Jack Nance was conservative, actually. I mean, I'm fine if people are conservative. It's not that. He, he's just very conservative. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not... I... He doesn't post it on his wall. I'm just thinking of when he, uh, yeah. 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 Anyways. Yeah. I I mean, he's annoying. He's annoying on Facebook. (laughs) Well, stop following him. He's annoying on Facebook. Um, I'm not going to do that for my worst police work. I'm going to do with the fact that they had this bonsai tree in the office for this long. That took them so long to find out. Realize it was bugged. It was bugged when they get this, just tree in the mail and they're like, Oh yeah, that's fine. And it's, it's addressed from Josie. Yeah. And it doesn't imply at that point is now dead. Yeah. It just it seems real dumb. Yeah. So for sure. So yeah. Um, do you have a best music cue. Yeah. Are you going to do one of the, uh, the, there's a lot of like fanfare going on in this episode. Yeah, the the music reviews. Yeah, which I was wondering if it was supposed to be a live band or supposed to be pre-recorded. I wasn't sure what the show wanted me to think because, you know, not a big budget. You don't want to show the band. But when the lights go off, you hear the music go, like, shut down. Yeah, I'd I'd imagine it was a a tape. Like, they probably both had tracks, like CDs mm -hmm. that they brought on. But I, I like that... They didn't try to pretend that there was a band in there, which they I could have totally imagined them getting like six extras to have <laughs> to sit and yeah. shoot them in a way where it looks like there might be two more people. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't do that. 
and have like a, a symbol crash once the lights go out. Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. If you were direct, sure. if we were directing this. Yeah. Oh. And there's a band there. You put band. you put a symbol crash. Yeah. It's like yeah. how I know uh, the people that do uh, Red versus Blue. They talk about how every time they do a shot of a big expansive uh, canyon, you always have this like an eagle caw. <laughs> <laughs> like the 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 actual falcon you add the sound of an eagle for. like ah! yeah sure and it really it really sets the scene better <laughs> and you're right there's nothing better than a scene where there's a blackout and there are people with musical instruments there will be a drummer who will crash a cymbal yeah exactly 100% great it's better if they're handheld cymbals but you know yeah but in real it, life if you're a percussionist and the light suddenly yeah. went out. You would very carefully put them down because you wouldn't want to make a big noise. Yeah, it, if it was if he was a drummer, my sound design would be he like he would drop his sticks, but his sticks would definitely hit a cymbal at least, and maybe a floor tom. I I think it would sound before. cooler if it was like when the lights went out, it was super quiet, and all you could hear is a. Uh, a drumstick falling between the drums, so it, like clicks, it's making clicking noises falling down the drums. Yeah, the, the cymbal's not loud, it, and they they would be clacking on the way down, but they have to hit a rise. Yeah, cymbal but I want the loudest part. I want the loudest part to be the clacking. Yes. So like yeah, to a, sure. to an average person, they'll think someone dropped like a something on the floor, but an experienced musician will be like, oh, oh, good, good drum sound. I I would throw in some symbol that I'm putting my foot down. So you on the want symbol. you want people to understand that this is a drummer dropping a drumstick. Oh yeah, for sure. I want to I want to make it subtle enough that only some people in the audience will get that. It, oh, uh, also the mic would feedback. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I feel like you do the mic feedback when the first person starts talking. You do both. Yeah. Did, has Twin Peaks done that joke before? They did not do that in this episode, but have no, they done it before? Which is nice. I bet they did it at the the town hall meeting. Actually, I no, they did with, a different microphone joke. Yeah, I think with the mayor they probably did it, but they didn't. I don't think they ever do the thing where it's feedback and then the guy like recoils, like oh feedback. It's just like yeah. oh, there's feedback. Deal with it. Yeah, there's a comedian that has a bit on people dealing with feedback in movies. Yeah. I f- yeah, who is, is that? Is that Pete Holmes? I, I don't think it's Pete Holmes. It sounds like it, a Mulaney bit. Mm, hmm. Hmm. There was definitely someone I, I think it was like a podcast I was listening to who, they made the exact same observation of just like, yeah, everyone knows how to use a microphone these days. It doesn't always feedback. Why are we doing this? But. Mm-hmm. Anyways, maybe it wasn't Mulaney thing. It might have been like when they were doing an "Oh Hello" press thing. No, no, he would he wouldn't do that in character. No, not in character. Uh, it might have been like the CBB when he was di- being himself with Nick Kroll. Yeah, did I tell you that I could have gotten tickets to the "Oh Hello" tour in Chicago? What? Well, I mean, like I I was on the site thinking to buy them, but they were sixty bucks a piece or something like that. Oh, I know. Come on, what? But I feel like the Ohio tour is is like a it's like a stage show though. It's yeah, it's off off Broadway. It's more of a 
so it's marketed like a play, but it seems no different than stand-up to me. It's it's from what I understand, it's largely improvised. There are yeah, it's largely improvised, but it's not strictly speaking an improv show, especially since there are both constantly in character. I don't I don't know why aren't they doing this on like normal like big you know comedy stages. They did in New York, and now they're just doing a nation tour. Yeah, I'm just bummed I can't. It, 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 who is paying sixty dollars to see two? I mean, Mulaney's famous, but he's not that famous. Same with Kroll. Same with Nick Kroll. Yeah. I feel like Nick Kroll. I, mean, I feel like Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll's fans are probably younger than John Mulaney's. I mean, Nick. Kroll, I, I think Nick Kroll yeah. is super popular to people like a little bit younger than us. I dropped fifty bucks to see Scott Ackerman. <laughs> I know, man. I yeah. wish I could have done that too. Yeah, but I mean, you see, you'll see more people than that. Yeah, PFT Ugh. LL Neil Neil Campbell Neil Campbell, the timekeeper. Oh, uh, it! I, I out of the four people, there my biggest crush is on Neil Campbell. <laughs> I think I just have comedy crushes, and I probably have more more comedy crushes on men than women. Oh, what are you trying to say? I'm comedy gay. <laughs> and would you also say that women aren't funny? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> no, no, I have, I have plenty of. Oh God, damn it! <laughs> uh, should we go on to favorite? <laughs> oh, you just character? added my my sexism. Huh? <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, moving on to favorite character. Wait, so best yeah. music scene was. Was uh, or best music cue was everyone screaming after they did the lights? No, because they didn't. I mean, it was just like the the shutdown music. Yeah, I like, yeah, oh, I, yeah. My my uh, best music cue is the noise after we spent <laughs> after we spent ten minutes about the sounds of uh, lights going uh, out. Yeah, how we would do the sound design <laughs> if the lights shut out at a review. Yeah, I um I would do. I would do what they did, and I liked that. I liked because they didn't have a live band, so I, sure. So I I appreciated the their take. And I'm giving it to the music that actually shut down. So <laughs> yeah, I, th- huh. the music wasn't that good. I mean, it was it was fun. It fit the scene. It was fun. Um, yeah. uh, favorite character? Yeah, is it Coop? No. Yeah, he doesn't do anything fun this episode. He really doesn't. Not at all. Um, I'm going to have to give it to... Um, ugh. It's a weird episode, this episode. It's very plot-heavy. I know. So we don't get a lot of like character moments. Can we not give it to any... Can we not give it to some, anyone? The... The person that I gave it to... Can I guess who you're going to say? You, you you might get it actually. I'm gonna guess time. you're gonna say Donna. No, actually. Okay. Although Donna's not a bad choice. She she has a lot to do this episode. Yeah, I think that I think that's a solid choice. I I think I might actually give it to her. Yeah. But the person that I I wrote down again, <laughs> I I actually made a note of this, but then I didn't decide to pick a different one. I said, uh. I think it's worth mentioning that we get another redemptive moment from Leo before he dies by freeing Garland Briggs. Wait, so Leo's dead? I mean, it's. I think that situation Ugh. is pretty much... That's so stupid. 
It's, I think, yeah, we're supposed to understand that he kicks the bucket. I No, I, I was assuming, he, man, this is the second time in the show where someone died and I was and I didn't think and I wasn't sure that they were dead. Well, I I could the other be one wrong. being Leland Palmer when Leland Palmer died. Oh yeah, it, uh, yeah I could be wrong about Leo. And uh, no, we'll have to double check. And same thing with Josie. Josie had a. I wasn't sure if she was dead either. Well, see with Leland and Josie, there are definitely some supernatural things going on. Yeah. With Leo, we definitely don't see him die. It's I think it's assumed or it's implied that he does off screen, but if it's off screen, then that doesn't actually matter. I don't remember if he shows up in the final episode to actually, you know, be dead. Yeah. Cause it's been a couple of years since I last watched the whole series. Yeah. So, um, but I always assume that this was his final scene. Yeah. Um, but it's a real save the cat moment with Garland cause he's such a, Oh yeah, beloved character, you know. Yeah, so. I might say I might say Garland for mine. Yeah, um, it's a solid choice. Like Garland gets to be silly <laughs> on Haloperidol. Yeah, like he's goofing. He's got the uh, he's making. He's like grabbing his lips and blowing. <laughs> right. Um. I I think it's cool that he got to go through that, and then he got to escape, and it's like a fun character arc. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I guess I'll say Garland Briggs then. <laughs> That's as good a choice as any. Yeah. yeah. Um. I do want to give it to, to Jacoby because I've missed him a lot. <laughs> he just has so little to do, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, actually, Windemurl's. I wish Windemurl got to do more stuff. Did we even mention Windemurl's first scene in the episode where he's wearing that face paint? Uh, no, we did not mention he that. He looks so creepy. It's real. <laughs> it's a really scary costume. Yeah. It's super. Yeah, sure. Cause they, his teeth are black as well. Right. Uh, something like that. Oh man. It, it creeped me out pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty good. <laughs> um, that's literally all I got from watching that. I was like, Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. He's that's just doing sure. his crazy talk. <laughs> um, all right. Favorite scene. Can I yeah. do kind of a cop out? And say mm. the Miss Twin Peaks pageant. Really? Yeah, I liked. They got to do some uh, fun stuff. I liked. Uh, How do you feel about Lucy being able to show dance? That okay? I hold on. You know what? I'm gonna retract saying the whole Twin Peaks pageant. Uh. I will say the speeches at the Twin Peaks pageant. Okay. I I liked I liked because we saw two speeches right. Yeah, well, we see three speeches, Audrey's, and we see Annie's. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I like those two. Those were good. See, I I like that Lucy can dance. I just, I think I'm projecting my dislike of of Miss Blanks, whatever, in general. You mean pageants? Pageants. That. Thank you. Sure. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't like pageants and. It was like, I don't want to watch someone dance like that. I don't know. I mean, yeah, for sure. But it's a fun wrinkle that she's able to do it. You know, it's a wrinkle for her character. It's something that she's clearly well-versed in. Yeah. Let's talk about the bad parts of this whole pageant. There were a lot of things (laughs) that I didn't like. Um, They had a choreography scene. 
Yes. Where the choreographer played it like super loud and brassy and stuff. Yeah, but it's very clear that he's exploiting them. Yeah. Did you like that? I w- I'm flip-flopping on if I like that. Because it, it's, it's, it's such a stereotype. Yeah. And he doesn't add anything. <laughs> He's just this one character that does one scene and we never see him again. Well, I think actually that might be the... Um, I was trying to remember the name, but I didn't think to look it up. Oh. That might be the guy who sells Bobby and Shelly the uh, harness for Leo. Really? Back in season two. I think it might be. Um, I, I don't think he's meant to be like overly effeminate, especially since it is, is you can tell that he's designing the dance to be very heteronormative. Yeah. It, <laughs> wait, so is he playing the same character? Yeah. No, I, I think it's the same guy. Okay. Yeah. I just, I don't remember Dick, him being that like proud, like uh loud and brassy though. It might be, it might be a difference of circumstance. You know, like he's on the job in one way and he's trying to sell this product and he's, you know, he's clearly incompetent in both. Seems like a very, I don't know, broad, I don't know. I wasn't a fan. Yeah. He lacks nuance for sure. Yeah. I don't don't know if I'm a fan. It's very broad, but I, they did it in a, like a fun way. It just, I've just seen it a lot. Yeah. Um, I I see what you're saying. It's not my favorite part, but I think it could have been a lot worse. And then also associated with that, the the lady, the sexy mayor's wife, when she takes uh, Dick Tremaine into the uh, cupboard. <laughs> Gives him a handy. Tell, it, it does a Steve Urkel quote. Did I do that? <laughs> she, she says that. Does she? She <laughs> says, did I do that? Oh, great. Yeah. Um, man, that, How did you like my spot on Urkel? I thought it was great. The, awesome. That char- that character, that lady, what is her name? Lana? Yeah, Lana Milford. Yeah, not a, oh, just such a boring character. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, she's the the, the sex trumpet. Yeah. Man, why do people... It, it was so funny. Everyone was talking about... There was so much conniving and planning into winning Miss Twin Peaks. And yeah. the second that they announce who the winner is, everyone's super happy except Lana. But, like, people had gone through a lot of work for that. <laughs> I feel like it was yeah. a, made to be a really big deal. And then it was just wasn't a... Uh, I mean, did they show, like, Lucy being super happy? Because I feel like... So we have Lana. I feel we like have everyone Lucy. was happy. Yeah. The, the girls, like, the, the high school girls, I don't think were as invested as... I think Lana had the most investment. Lucy probably second. At least from what we've seen, just because of the prize money for kid. Yeah. Um, Is it implied that, uh, uh, what's his face? Wyndham Earl rigged the results to be Annie, or is it just Annie was chosen? Annie was chosen. I I think he still operates on, in this scene, he's still operating on the whoever's the winner, that's who I pick. Yeah. I I, re- I really like how the this myth of the black lodge and the white lodge and this old all the spiritual stuff involves the concept of Miss Twin Peaks. It, how so? For the queen, like that's like a that's part of it, isn't it? it? Not the queen is Wyndham Earl's 
flavor being <laughs> added to that. Um, uh, uh, like Winterworld just like added that shit. Yeah, that's that's his own set of metaphors. He is the reason. I don't think he has any specific reason to pick the winner of like. Even if she had lost, I think Annie would have been the most logical choice because he's it's kind of a personal thing against Coop. Mm-hmm. Um, and he already knows that Coop is interested in Annie. Yeah. Um, and so, but what he needs is a way to create fear. Mm-hmm. And so picking the person who wins Miss Twin Peaks, which is like this staple or institution in the town that had never been mentioned prior to like five episodes ago yeah it's definitely uh (laughs) this huge tradition that we've never heard of in the first yeah it's it's back 75 percent of the show it's fine anyways again the lore is not the series strong suit yeah i think it's definitely about the tone, the place, the characters, and kind of just the overall feeling that it gives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, uh, I think. Oh, oh, what's your favorite scene? Uh, mine is Ben consoling Audrey. Yeah, good scene. It's it's always. Uh, I don't know. Look it's at the, the new and improved Ben. He's so and, fatherly to her. He's he seems yeah. actually concerned about her. It's a long way from uh, almost having sex with her. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. He's a he's a good he's a good dad and it, yeah. and a father for two. Yep. Now that it's finally revealed, are th- were they twins? Oh wait, no. He fathered from two for moms. Never mind. I'm yeah, stupid. two two ladies. Yeah. Does does Ben Horns? Like how does uh, how does Donna's dad how does Doctor uh, what's his face Hayward how does Doctor Hayward know about this so publicly and is totally fine with it? Um, do you think it's something that right after it happened she came clean, or do you think she, how long prior do you think that Doc found out? I have no idea. I like why does Doc I don't think we ever know? really get those details. Why would why would he be told? Well, he is the one who delivers her. Okay, but does that make... And he's the one who performs any sort of paternity test? <laughs> like, he would probably find out one way or another. Yeah, I don't know. It's just... It's such a weird concept. And he seems to... Doc Hayward seems totally accepted to it. Yeah, it it's also been like eighteen years. You know, he's had time. Yeah, that's true. To come to terms with it, and it maybe like we don't know Doc Hayward's. Well, no, I guess we do know Doc Hayward's thing, um, because Donna has sisters, so his uh, his unit's operational. It just it, it just seems like such a. I like all these characters, and there's this sudden plot thread that. <laughs> Doesn't really change much. Yeah. Like it, it's compared to all the other shit that's going on. This is just like a, it's, it seems so minor, you know, it would definitely be something. I think it would have been a lot better in season one. And then you would have season two to kind of deal with the fallout. And it's not, it wouldn't be a major part, 
but it would just be a fun wrinkle for and a, an excuse for Donna and Audrey to you know hang out more kind of get to know each other better because they start the series really not being friends yeah it just it just it, it seemed to come out of nowhere yeah 100% and i don't really know what the point of it was to create drama yeah but <laughs> like I, I don't have a better answer for you yeah it just didn't it just doesn't seem particularly inspired sure it, yeah it's just like if suddenly donna got cancer <laughs> if like that was the thing where she's like, well, I have cancer now. And then yeah. she starts like going to treatment and she's dying in front of on screen. Sure. That would create drama. Yeah. Or if they like shot a dog, <laughs> that would be, that would be dramatic. It would be shitty television. It'd be terrible. Right. But that would create drama. Yeah. Also true. I, I can't really defend that. Yeah. Roger Ebert used to, uh, uh, say that about that movie, uh, Pay It Forward. Oh, yeah? Have you ever seen Pay It Forward? It's been a long time. Can I spoil it for you? Because you probably forgot it. I've definitely forgotten it. Um, it ends with Haley Joel Osment getting shot and dying. Oh, that does sound familiar. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Roger Ebert's just like, why would they do this? <laughs> the movie was like, had all these messages and stuff like that. And they just kill off the main character. <laughs> in the last 10 minutes to make it sad. Yeah. But it it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's just a char- the main character has died so it's over. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I couldn't tell you. I I think it's I mean, it, sure give a character cancer and then have him deal with it. Right. And and in, in be interesting. Don't just don't just that they have cancer and that's the whole, that's it. I, I wonder if it also was something where I wonder if that, if the seeds of that plot were cultivated earlier on in the season when it wasn't clear whether or not they were coming back for another season. So there was something where they were like, okay, we'll set this up here. It will have the reveal at the end of the season. And then in season three, We'll talk about it. But then they never got a season three, but they still had to do the reveal because it had already been ramped up to, you know? Yeah. Like at that point, you can't just be like, oh, it turns out Donna was wrong and Doc Hayward was actually her father because that wouldn't be satisfying. You have to, if you've already stepped, like started down that path and there's really no way to come back from it once you get Mm -hmm. down a certain way or a certain distance. I hear you. You have to go for it. But I just feel like they started on this path so recently. Yeah. No, true. It, I mean, it's only been a couple of... Uh, I'm sure they knew they were canceled before before they wrote it. Right? Um, I, I honestly don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways... Um, do we have anything else to talk about? This has been, I think this has been a longer episode. It, yeah, we've been going on quite a bit. Uh, I think we care about everyone at this point. Yeah. I don't know if there's anyone. The stuff up with the key uh, going on. Yeah. I care a little less about that. Sure. It's it's less exciting now that we find out what's in the box. Yeah, but it's a key, and I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. I'm like the the dad from National Treasure. 
I never saw National Treasure. Oh, you should do yourself a service and do it. Sure. But Nick Cage is the guy hunting oh. for these treasure clues. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, and his dad's like, you're just going to find more clues. Just stop. <laughs> do something else. <laughs> uh. So, like, after I had gotten... Th- if I if that would have been me and I got to the second box, I'd be like, fuck it. <laughs> and now they have I'm a key out. which could literally do anything. Yeah. They have no how are they gonna find out what the key's for? Uh, I mean I'm they, sure they will. I'm sure they will somehow. Yeah. But I, I will I will spoil this now, they do. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it'd be really weird <laughs> if they set this up and they're like, Well, we no, have this we key. got this key, don't know what this is for. End of the series. Yeah. It's the last scene of the series. But I just, I think it's going to be kind of contrived as to how they find out what it is. Sure. They've dealt themselves a hand. I don't, I don't know what, what they can do with it. Yeah. Well, we'll have to tune in next week to find out. And listeners will have to listen in next week to see what we think about it. Absolutely. Oh, also, uh, I was going to try to make some t- sort of topical reference to really date this episode of the show. With announcing the Miss Twin Peaks uh, winner by uh, Steve Harvey. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, but that would really date the show, so I'm not going to reference that. Great. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> are you glad I went down? Are you glad that I explained <laughs> that I wasn't going to do a joke about that? Uh, yeah, I'm glad you were you're up front. Yeah. That's I'm really not going to do it. I could do it, but I won't. I, I appreciate it. People, like, would you have said, like, it's Donna Hayward? People listening to this in, like, 2040, just yeah. go to BuzzFeed. Sure. Go go back, scroll back a lot. Yeah. To 2015, the end of 2015. Right. And you'll find out that Steve Harvey hosted Miss America? Something like that. Do you think that'll be around in 15 years? Oh, here's hoping. <laughs> you just love pageants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a great way to institutionalize uh, female objectification. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, wait. One more thing about the pageant. They wore, uh, why were they wearing clear raincoats during the big uh, dance number? Who knows? Uh, and they were doing rocket kicks. Which, yeah, I mean that's that's were, just a chorus. Were they line doing thing. a good job of the chorus line? Uh, no. Okay. Well, I mean, for a community, yeah, you know, it's fine. It's I fun. Ca- I can't tell the difference between a good chorus line and a bad chorus line. They were not do, like yeah. academically. No, they were not. Yeah, doing I mean they they were all like girls with legs though, so that's like I feel like a lot of it, right? <laughs> well, I mean, if you ever. You can pull up a, a clip of the rock, uh, the Radio City music. Yeah, the Rockettes. Dancing. I mean, I s- I've seen the Rockettes. Yeah, and you know that they're like laser precise. Yeah, that's that is what you strive for. Yeah, basically. but I mean, I, I feel like that's like saying I don't know if it was good piano playing and saying how it isn't piano from a really good piano player like Billy Joel. Yeah. But you can right. still be really good and not even close to that, you know. Yeah, no, I, yeah. So, There's, and that's what I, I was saying. Like, I don't they're think you should compare okay. with the gold. St- don't compare with the gold standard. Compare them with like the Rockettes. If you or I could afford to go see the Rockettes, 
Are you saying gold as in G-O-U-L-D? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, Why would I? Because he's he's a concert pianist. Oh. Who is known for playing uh, Bach. No. Music. No, I definitely did not mean that. <laughs> By gold, I meant like the gold standard. Like the, the best it can be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Glenn Gould. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I'm not. I'm not knowledgeable enough to make a reference like that. I was very taken aback. <laughs> Did you suddenly think, oh, "Oh shit, Michael knows so much about piano"? I, I don't. I didn't. I mean, Glenn, Glenn Gould is like pretty famous for his Bach renditions. Didn't like, you just hear me say about thirty seconds earlier of how I thought the best piano player in the world was Billy Joel? Oh no, I missed that. Thankfully, <laughs> is he like? Is he like a? He's because I know he's like self-taught and stuff like that. But as like a music snob, like thank you. Is he like really good at piano, or is he is he great at piano? I do not listen to Billy Joel. Oh man, do yourself a service. Uh, really? You you uh, haven't listened to Billy Joel? I I don't recreationally. Not, I'm not like making a point about it. I just don't really like him. Do you know how I got into Billy Joel? <laughs> uh, no. From listening to you talking to you two to me. Oh. Not a, not a, like honestly, not I a bit. I hadn't listened to any Billy Joel, and they played a few clips, and I was like, oh man, Billy Joel's great. We I didn't start the fire and all that. I literally know we didn't start the fire and Piano Man, which I don't like either of those songs. Thank you. But. Billy Joel has a great backlog. Have you heard the song Scenes from an Italian Restaurant? Nope. Yeah, man, it, it's it's a hit. You're gonna listen to it and be like, wow, this is a this is a great this is a great song. Hmm. All right. Can, I won't discount it. For, I'm dubious. For next week, can you have listened to Scenes from an Italian Restaurant? Can you have watched an episode of SNL? That's you're we're asking for such different things. Apples Scene, and apples. Scenes from an Italian restaurant is a longer song, but it's like seven minutes. Yeah, that's SNL's like an hour and a half. That's like less than the like the time of the ads of SNL. I'll watch at least one SNL sketch. Mm. Come on. Maybe. You'd have to remind me. Okay. It can't be weekend update. I I can do that. Alright. Alright. Uh on that, I guess uh peep on twin everybody. Yeah, peep on twin. Um, we'll see you next week for the final episode of the TV series so far. Yeah. For now. Do you want to, for the, uh, firewalk with me, do you want to do that as one episode or two? Let's, uh, How let's we, watch it. Cause I've never seen it. We might have so much to talk about or I've, not a lot to talk about. I feel like the fact that you haven't seen it is going to make the conversation a lot longer. The first episode is also a double up. So we've done it before. So it's, yeah. Oh, man. Double up's tough to watch. <laughs> it is. And yeah, but this is, uh, this is a movie. It's tough for me to sit down and watch a really good movie. <laughs> right? It's weird. Yeah. Like, I can't sit down and watch a great movie every night. I have the time to do it. I just haven't done it. Sure. Ugh. Anyways. Yeah, but this is... We have a job to do, Mike. People are counting on us. We have a lot of people counting on us. Yeah, so exactly. we're going to have more than 40 episodes, right? Yeah, I think so. Wow. 
I think we did pretty good. Yeah. And um, we're going to have to find uh, find a time that works good for both of us at uh, at a Twin Peaks. Oh, oh do of it. course. I've, I've, honestly, <laughs> I feel like we should do that as a wrap-up episode. Oh, yeah? How does like that Like a sound? debrief? Yeah. I don't, why make the finale us? Because then I feel like we'll be trying to do finale business while of our show while doing the finale of Twin Peaks. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, no, it, well, it wouldn't be for the next episode. It would be for yeah. the, uh, either the movie. But I, I'm up for doing a uh, a wrap up. Yeah. Post mortem. Uh, oh, do you know? No, do you know what we should do though. Hmm. Hear me out. Before we do the. Uh, uh, fire walk with me. Can we do a best of of uh, Twin Peeps? Uh, let, let's talk about it. But obviously, we it'll just be us recording fake clips. Well, that hey, we've well, done the show. Hey, let's talk about it. Okay, so we're still recording. So you you don't want to give up the illusion right now. I don't uh, know what you're talking about. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Just tell me that you're on board for the idea. Let's talk about it. See, now this makes me worry that we're going to be done. And you're going to be like, no, this is a stupid idea. People are going to find out when it's like two weeks from now. And either the episode is going to be best of Twin Peeps or it's going to be Firewalk with me. Also, shouldn't we do that after Firewalk with I me? I feel like you would say no if it was a, if you didn't like the idea. Wait, why isn't the best of episode the wrap-up episode? I feel like we should do a best of, and then we should do like a finale episode. Hmm. I don't want to talk have, about it. I I don't want us to have too much to do. Yeah. <laughs> On a given but, episode of our show, we can't multitask. <laughs> that's also true. It's literally tough for us to get through an episode of Twin Peaks. Yeah. So I feel I mean, like not it, this episode. We're going on an hour and twenty. Yeah, but uh, most of that was not Twin Peaks. Yeah. Um. All right. We'll we'll shut it off and have the honest conversation. Sure. <laughs> but I like that you're going with the concept that in two weeks we won't have, or if we do a clip show, it will us be actually playing pre-recorded clips. You want to? I keep a- I can't understand any other option than that wow you're like, so method it, it doesn't make sense like do you what if so but okay let's say we didn't do that what if someone actually thought to themselves wow we sh- i i missed a bunch of episodes of the show i have mm-hmm. so much to catch up on yeah are do you think someone would be that dumb i mean well, for uh, for a different reason. If you're gonna go to a best of, I don't think we'd want to cut out spoilers, you know. So they should be going back through the backlog. Oh, we don't have a paywall like freaking Earwolf. Yeah, so. but what if what if this gets adapted into like a CISO television show? Ooh, kind of like a Talking Dead. Talking Dead didn't start as a podcast. Yeah, but it could. It could have. Yeah, it probably should have. Well, it technically started as the Nerdist podcast. Oh, boy. Speaking of which, speaking of us, of you paying $50 to see Scott Ackerman, that reminds me of another podcast that you've seen live. Have you? Is this going to be the second live podcast that you've seen? 
yes. Um, and Kyle, what was the name of that podcast? It was the Nerdist. I was in college. I was young are and you, I was dumb. Are you like embarrassed that you went to that? And I'm saying this like <laughs> I didn't go there with you. Yeah, you were <laughs> also there. Oh, yeah. Well, we're, I'm talking to you. Are, do you yeah. are you embarrassed that you went to it? No, no. I, I mean, they, especially early on. It, it was fine. Have you ever brought this up to someone? It hasn't really come up in conversation. Yeah, but I feel like if someone was talking about going to, if you, when you're going to be telling, like, I'm sure you'll be talking to your girlfriend uh, about going to, to the show. Is she going to the show with you? Yeah. Uh, at some point, she may it, inquire you, about my past podcast yeah. attendee yeah. attendance. Yeah. Would you, yeah. would you come clean immediately? Yeah. How embarrassed would it be? It'd be weird if it was a person I like just met because there'd be a lot of explanation of like, yeah, I went to the Nerds podcast. I don't really like them anymore, but I thought they were all right at the time. So, yeah. Do you feel yeah. you'll you'll be in defensive mode when you're telling her this though? Uh, no, I think she knows. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, how embarrassing! He's so embarrassing. <laughs> that might be the most embarrassing thing that happened to me in college. And for most people, if I told it to them, they'd be like, "Who?" <laughs> I think that's what their reaction would be. Yeah. But I can tell you that is not the most embarrassing thing that happened to me in college, but uh, it's up there. Let's guess which event it was. Well, I I think, you know, but we'll talk about it later. (laughs) Oh, man, so much. Can we have an after show podcast? (laughs) We might need to. (laughs) What do we talk about? Talking Twin Peeps. Yeah. Howard Stern does the Howard Stern wrap up show. Yeah. Talking Peeps. (laughs) Talking Peeps. Yeah. Talking Peeps. All right. All right, well, let's let's shut this down. Sure. Uh, all right. Shut it down. Bye, everyone. Peep on Twinning. Peep on Twinning. Uh, we'll close it out with David Lynch telling us what his card said on Valentine's Day. Uh, it's a pretty plain card. It just had, like, a heart. It said, I heart you. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was very sweet. I know this is supposed to be funny, but it, uh, I don't know. I, I take Valentine's Day very seriously. Bye. Say bye, Kyle. Bye. All right, I'm done.